Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 170, and we're talking about Scandinavia. Gosh, I love those nice round numbers. Yeah. (laughs) Going for 200. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, and you can get a free audiobook download at IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash Audible, or IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash audiobook. There's over 75,000 titles to choose from, and you can play them on your iPod or your computer or whatever MP3 player you've got. It's awesome. Well, this week, we're still in Vietnam. We're staying in a beach town called Moi Ne, which is unfortunately still on the tourist trail, so it's full of tourists, and whenever we walk anywhere, it's always, hello, would you like to eat dinner here? You know, that kind of thing. Um, but apparently it's better than some of the other places, so it feels yeah. a little bit like Cusco. Oh, nowhere near as bad as Cusco. In Cusco, we got followed around for about 15 minutes by one guy wanting to shine our shoes. Um, Here, it's a lot more friendly and relaxed. And we don't have altitude sickness. Yes, that definitely helps. And we don't get puffed walking, you know, 100 metres from, you know, our school up a very slight incline to our house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, we're here kind of settled down in order to get some work done, basically. We're working on making Indie Travel Podcast a better website, and uh, writing some more material and writing some books and trying to catch up with hundreds of hours of video we've taken over this year. Yeah, um, but I just got a new iPod Touch and I'm really excited because I can take video on it, HD quality, and I can edit it right on there. So I've been playing around with that and I've made six videos and I'm so excited. It's cool, yeah. It pushed us over 100 videos on the Indie Travel Podcast um, YouTube feed. So. Yeah. You can check that out. Um, what's that? YouTube.com forward slash Indie Travel Podcast. And uh, yeah, it's it's neat. Um, yeah. Or you could also go by the Facebook page because we've put one or two of them on there as well. So that's Facebook.com slash Indie Travel. Yeah, it has been a bit of a technological disaster this week. Um, it's been awful. <laughs> Linda's laptop broke, which is just not starting at all. We've got the, the Mac white screen of death, which probably means the hard drive's failed. So we have got a new hard drive but we don't have the tools to put it in yeah that's right so we're gonna have to go find a toolkit at some point and see if we can repair it and the screen on my ipod touch has just stopped working so rather than being a really really successful productive couple of weeks we're trying to get work done with one laptop and linda's new ipod touch which luckily (laughs) is awesome yeah (laughs) but it's not that great when you're trying to write 10, 20,000 words. I'm getting really good at writing with my thumbs. <laughs> well, um, we announced our photo competition winners this week, which is a success, Ooh. so that's been great. Thanks to Dohop.com, Rough Guides, and Ralph Velasco for sponsoring that, and the winners, Paul and Nico. Well, well done, and we'll get your prizes out to you this week. Yeah, well, make sure you do drop by the Facebook.com Indie Travel page, so our Indie Travel Podcast Facebook page, and enter this month's competition. This month, the theme is reflections. So whatever you think that means, go for it. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, we've got a new page on Indie Travel Podcast called Deals. We haven't linked to it yet because we're still, you know, figuring it out and making sure it's working. But as a podcast listener, you can drop by IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash deals, which is being constantly and automatically updated, and uh, maybe find a, a holiday deal for you or let us know what you think about that page so we can fix it up before making it public. And you can also visit IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash flights, forward slash hotels, slash hostels, 
slash insurance and slash Amazon when you're shopping online and that would help us out a lot because if you buy something through us it doesn't cost you any more but it gives us a bit of a commission which we like. Yes and we have to buy Linda a new laptop (laughs) and get my iPod repaired. Well this week we are talking about Scandinavia which we went to for the first time recently and we loved it. So um, we've been wanting to go for ages. I mean we we spent three year three years in Europe when we first arrived, when we first started travelling. And we we saw a lot of Europe, you know, we travelled around all around Central Europe, Western, Eastern, Southern. We even went up into the Baltics, but we didn't get into Scandinavia. Well, we went to Finland, which is sometimes classed as Scandinavia, but you know. Yeah, I mean, that was in 2007, and we just had a weekend in Helsinki, so I don't know if we can... We we have been to Finland, but I don't think we can say we've been to Finland. Well, yeah, it's one of those things, you know, we were in the Baltics, and we had a month to, maybe it was three weeks, no, it was a month, to see Poland, Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia. And we just thought, well, we're so close to Finland, we should just go across, and the ferry wasn't too expensive, so we roped our friend Michelle into coming with us, and yeah, we went and had a weekend, it was awesome. But yeah, I think we do need to go back to really say we've been to Finland. Yeah, no. And some people don't even count that as Scandinavia, so... No, I mean, it's not historically Scandinavia, which was um, Denmark, Norway, and Sweden were the three kind of parts of the Scandinavian Empire. Mm -hmm. But... um, yeah, it's... It's wow. Nordic. It's Nordic. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. Well, we'd been put off going to Scandinavia because of the prices, really. I mean, that's it's far away from Central and Western Europe, but that's not so much of a problem. But we'd just heard so much about the prices of accommodation, transport, and especially beer. Yeah, which, going out and having a beer. Which, well, you know, isn't a major consideration for us but if it's going to cost you 20 us dollars to have a beer when you go out with friends you're going to be in trouble especially when you've just been spending time in germany where beer is cheaper than coke (laughs) yes i hate it it's terrible you know i think of soft drinks as cheap so i order a soft drink partly because i don't want to drink too much alcohol and partly because i think oh i want to save a bit of money but i don't i don't save any money it's very annoying. <laughs> but it works quite well in Scandinavia. Well, we finally managed to get there. Um, we were still paying for our accommodation and, um, you know, food, drink, and, you know, one beer a week, maybe. <laughs> but uh, we managed to get up there thanks to uh, tickets from URL.com. And if there's one place in Europe where URL.com is really a winner... It's up in Scandinavia. The transport services there are so expensive yeah. that having a URL pass or a URL global pass really begins to add up. Yeah, you can get a ScanRail pass, which is just for Scandinavia, or you can use um, a wider range URL pass as well. Mm. Yeah, we found when we made the long journeys, we saved a lot of money, but we often we actually made quite short journeys, which didn't really save us that much money sometimes because they were only two or three hours. But certainly for any journey over four hours, we saved a lot of money with the URL pass. Yeah, I mean, getting there, we went up through Germany, oh, and yeah. German trains are really expensive. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it just it all worked out for us. Uh, we're also using couchsurfing.org to organize a lot of our accommodation. Uh, and during the summer, which is one of the two high seasons, summer and winter, um, you definitely want to get to couchsurfing.org and check that out. Yeah, make sure you... Go in advance because people living in Scandinavia get a lot of requests because it's quite a popular destination, you know. And um, if you do want to go, just send your couchsurfing request as much in advance as you can so that you can make sure that you've got somewhere to stay. We we did that. I mean, we had problems in only in Norway, actually, 
In Sweden, we found accommodation without any problems and we met some awesome people and in Denmark as well. But um, in Norway, it was just really difficult. Either people had already got people staying or they couldn't for whatever reason they were going away traveling themselves. And we just, I mean, there were hundreds of people on the Oslo page and we just couldn't find anything. Mm. Now, luckily, getting to Scandinavia isn't that bad. Um, there are a lot of budget flights that are flying into the capitals or really with the budget flights flying into <laughs> a place an hour or so away from the capitals. And saying it's the capital. <laughs> yep. Um, and so have a look at your typical European flights, like um, not Jetstar, I'm thinking Australian. Ryanair and EasyJet. EasyJet, that's the yep. one. Yeah, I mean, have a look on skyscanner.net or one of those other ag- aggregators, which can give you an idea of um, how much the, the prices are going to be. Yeah, we've had Skyscanner. I mean, we're still linking to it at indietravelpodcast.com forward slash Skyscanner, but it's really beginning to fall apart. Yeah, it's not working it's, as well as it used to. It's, yeah, so we've switched over to Doohop as our first, first point of contact, and that's what you'll find at indietravelpodcast.com forward slash flights. Yeah. Um, Kayak, you know, like the the American aggregators aren't so good um, for especially budget flights in Europe. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, also, when you're booking a flight, use to and from the airport.com, which I love. It's one of my favorite go to sites to work out how to get to and from the airport, obviously. And uh, you can get an idea of how much it will cost you to get from the airport where you arrive to your hotel. Yeah. Because if you, you might be able to choose between two similar airports or two airports in the same country. One might be super cheap and one might be painfully expensive. So, I mean, just to get to and from the airport. Because, for example, in Bremen, in, in Germany, it costs you 150 or 2 euros to get from the airport to the city. But other, other yeah. airports, like Frankfurt-Hahn, will cost you a good 20 euros to get, to get into town. Yeah, that's because Frankfurt-Hahn's closer to France than it is to Frankfurt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, it's, you've got to add that in, especially when you're looking at budget flights. So do check that out. Yeah, because it could end up costing you more than the cost of your flight if you're not careful. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, the train's more, more comfortable than the bus, and really the buses aren't that cheap um, no. to get in and get around. So check out the, the different bus companies by Googling for them and keep an eye on them week by week mm-hmm. as you lead up to it as you're doing your planning because there might be a sale yeah. that, that and also booking in advance is always a good idea yeah but really um, well I mean we use the URL pass from URL.com and that probably would be my recommendation if you're yeah. doing a lot of travel around That's the right. place if you're just doing one or two cities then you'll be fine buying point to point but if you're touring it, yeah. it adds up the other thing to consider is if you've got fixed plans and you can book your tickets in advance, have a look on the websites of each of the rail networks for each country and you could consider buying your point-to-point tickets in advance because you might be able to get them cheaper. Mm. However, we found in Scandinavia booking point-to-point across countries, for example, from Sweden to Norway, was quite difficult. You, I couldn't even run a search for that, for that train. For online, yeah. To find out how much it cost. I could find out the um, timetables through an Austrian or German site, so oebb.at or barn.de but I couldn't actually buy the tickets online so you might have to actually go in in person and buy the tickets so yeah I mean we found the URL pass really useful because we could just show up at the train station hop on the train and not have to do anything else which I think is one of its huge advantages because you don't have to stand in line all the time <laughs> yeah yeah 
Well, uh, let's talk a bit about accommodation because it is really expensive. Mm, We were finding the cheapest hostel, like shared room with 16 or 20 people, to be coming in at about 20 euros a night. Yeah. And that was looking across hostels.com, hostelbookers.com, all of them, really. Um, And a lot of them got booked out really far in advance as well. Yeah. We always kind of of have a look at hostels and see how much they cost and get an idea of where they are and everything. So we've got to back up if anything happens. And I'd run a search and there was nothing coming up, especially in Oslo. So we switched looking at hotels and they were expensive. Most of them were booked out as well, especially in the city centre. And we were going, oh, no. (laughs) Um, Booking.com we found really useful. Yeah. But uh, even that didn't come to our rescue. I think we ended up booking through lastminute.com in the end for the one hostel or the one hotel we actually used in Oslo. And it was, oh, it was expensive. It was horrible, eh? But it was a hilarious story. We we found it and we actually went into the tourist office to see if if they could book it for us. And they said, no, it's not coming up. And we said, well, we found it on lastminute.com. They said, well, maybe you should book it through lastminute.com. So we went and did that. And it was actually the hotel in a hospital. So it was designed for um, expectant mothers whose babies were coming soon or who just had a baby and the families of people who were staying in, in the hospital. And so we arrived and we couldn't find it. We couldn't find it. We found the address, but we eventually went to the reception and they said, oh, yeah, just, just go through there into the main body of the hospital. Follow the signs. So we went through this warren of a hospital, you know, turning left, turning right. It was, you know, it was a good kind of 500, 800 metres through the middle of this, of this hospital. And eventually we arrived and found our room and it had views of the cemetery, <laughs> which I thought was spectacularly inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, it was kind of like being in a, a horror movie parody, you know, yeah. going through all these dark, <clears throat> twisting corners and trying to spot the hotel sign amongst the signs for, you know, radiology. Gynecology. It was hilarious. And then we come out and the windows are open and we're just gazing over the cemetery. Oh, and what was was also funny was that the doors opened into the corridor and Craig reckons it's because people, you know, there might be some people with mental disorders who would want to uh, barricade themselves into the room. (laughs) Yeah. And there were panic buttons as well. I, I really wanted to push the panic button to see what happened, but... Um, you know, that's the kind of practical joke that gets expensive for the organisation. It was it was an interesting experience. But yeah. actually, that was the only time we stayed in a hostel or a hotel in all of our time in Scandinavia. Yeah. The rest of the time we used couch surfing. Yeah. And that was really, really good. And we connected with a, a friend as well, uh, oh, yeah. Nicholas in... Um, Stockholm. Stockholm. Yeah, we started oh. in Copenhagen. And we stayed with Mona, who was just awesome. I mean, we showed up late because our train was delayed and, you know, we couldn't catch the ferry. And she'd prepared a fantastic meal for us, so she just welcomed us in. And um, we spent time with a couple of other couch surfers as well. And then we, Mona showed us all around Copenhagen, all of her favourite spots. Then we moved on, we went through Germany up into... Oh, no, no, we come from Germany, hadn't we? Yeah. So we went up into, into Sweden and we stayed in Gothenburg with uh, Therese and Ola. And they were awesome too. They... They cooked us an amazing Swedish meal, and we listened to Cubaton. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah, that's one of the worst musical genres was, created to people so that aren't bad. familiar with Cubaton. It was so bad. It was the worst music I've ever heard. <laughs> and then after that, we kept going up and we went to Stockholm, where we stayed with Nicholas, who was a friend that we met during our time in the Baltics. And then he, sh- he just he took time off work and he showed us around and we had our first ever office day because he has office space and uh, he didn't have Wi-Fi at home so we went in the morning, we arrived at 9 o'clock and we set up our computers and you know, 
so fun. And then he spent the day showing us his favorite places to eat. And we went to that really cool um, dance competition, remember? Mm. That was really fun. Yeah, there's all of the cities seem to have a lot of outdoor concerts and things like that going on over summer. It really is a like lots of festivals and lots of not street performance so much, but lots of free events in the parks and things like that. Yeah, it was really fun. It's good fun. And after that, we went up to Ostersund, where we stayed with Benny. We arrived quite late, but he um, he picked us up from the station and took us out for a midnight walk. <laughs> yeah, it was great. We went out for a photo walk, but within about 20 minutes of uh, walking out the door, it was pitch black. Well, I so think we that's wandered around in the it. dark for, I don't know, a couple of hours. Yeah. And it was beautiful. It's because we left at quarter to 11. That's why it was dark. <laughs> yeah, well, oh. uh, I should point out, that's not Benny from um, Fluent in Three Months that we spoke to last week. That's, uh, that's another Benny. Yeah, but we like all Bennies. So if you're called Benny, we'd like to meet you. <laughs> And then we caught the train. We had to catch, get up really early. And Benny was amazing. He took us to the station at 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. We, we really appreciated that. And um, went across to Trondheim, where we stayed. Well, we actually stayed in Selbu with Magda and Nahikari, who are from uh, Austria and Spain, respectively, not from Norway at all. But uh, we had a really great time with them, staying out in this little town. We were berry-picking and sat on the wharf, and it was just really lovely. Yeah, it was. It was, um, it was really idyllic, and made me really want to do more hiking around there, because, yeah, just beautiful. We just went half an hour away from the house just walking, and um, beautiful forest and, and lakes, and, yeah, amazing. And then we were stuck, and we didn't have anywhere to stay, so we sent an emergency couch request just to find out somewhere to stay in Trondheim. And this great guy called Morton said, yeah, you can come and stay with me. So I stayed with him for just one night, and he was busy, so we didn't get to spend a lot of time together. But he was there when we arrived, and we sat around and had a really nice glass of wine, and we went and visited him at work, and it was really cool. Yeah, it was. Um, those emergency couch requests can be amazing. Yeah. Um, We'd never so used we, them before. No, but we just, in the, I think, believe in the morning after, uh, before we left, mm-hmm. we got the number off the emergency couch surfing group, we got into town and confirmed with the tourist office that pretty much all the accommodation was booked out because of a, um, was it a fishing conference? Yeah, fishing conference, weird. Um, and then we just called this guy's number yeah. from the emergency couchsurfing group and he said, oh, I just got back from my holiday yesterday, but <laughs> sure, you can come and stay. It was wonderful. So, yeah, it worked out. And then after that, we caught the overnight train. So we caught the overnight train in order to have somewhere to sleep because we were still really lacking accommodation and it was strange because they didn't seem to have any first class even though we had first class tickets so yep. that was a bit weird but we did get free uh free coffee tea that kind of stuff not on that train oh no you're right that we got was a free blanket Sweden. yeah we got a free blanket i've still got that blanket it's quite <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah i don't believe you're carrying around a woolen blanket with you it's only very thin and i've used it several times and now i'm using it as a, a seat cushion it's very nice okay so, um, yeah, then we got down to, to Oslo, which is where we actually had to book um, a hotel. And we also met up with Sam from Traveller's Point, which was really nice. Mm. Okay, well, we are getting short on time, but let's blast through some thoughts on um, food and drink in Scandinavia, because that's cheap. the other magic combination, <laughs> transport, accommodation, and uh, eating Drink. and drinking. Mm. Yeah, well, we found that a trip to the supermarket is definitely likely to cost you more than back home. But yeah, you can... It doesn't matter what you call home. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. But you can save a little by going to cheaper supermarkets like Aldi and other places like that, or asking around markets, doing things like that. 
Mm. Drinking out is expensive, so it's a good idea to buy booze at the supermarket or at the shops and drink at home. Yeah, now in Sweden, there's a government monopoly that controls everything. Can you remember the name of it? It was... No, I can't remember. remember. It'll be the only place selling wine and booze. Now, you could get low-alcohol beers at the supermarket, but... They were very low-alcohol. They were very, yeah. They were enough to get you by. I think it was like 3%. Disgusting. Um, but the cider just tasted like juice. Yeah, it wasn't, you know. But um, the interesting thing with wine, which is what I tend to drink, is that there weren't any really cheap wines like you'll find in the rest of Europe. But um, the prices for wines, mid-range wines and expensive wines, were as good, if not cheaper, than a lot of places. Be- cheaper. Yeah, be- I mean, it was maybe... 10-15% more expensive than you'd pay in New Zealand or Australia but um, for something like a 20, 20 euro bottle of wine um, some of them were actually cheaper in Sweden. Yeah. So so if you're looking at mid-range and high-range wines you're fine but if you just want a cheap bottle of wine you're just totally stuck. You're stuck, they just don't <laughs> exist. Yeah. yeah, That's right. So if you do want a cheap bottle of wine you really have to buy it in Germany before you arrive. It's quite funny because, you know, it gets cheaper as you go down. So the Norwegians go to Sweden, the Swedes go to Denmark, and everyone goes to Germany. (laughs) And if you're going into Finland, buy as much as you can in Estonia before you go. Mm. Yeah, it's quite funny seeing people come off the ferries and uh, the duty-free shops on the ferries sell, like, carts, like wheelie trolleys, um, filled with your absolute most amount of booze that you're allowed to and take it's country. all pre-shrink wrapped and everything like so that funny. and you get to keep the trolley <laughs> <laughs> yep well um that's kind of the practicalities of traveling around in scandinavia as we found it um if well maybe we can either do some writing on site or uh, talk about where we went to um coming up so if you want to hear more about scandinavia about denmark um sweden and norway and maybe Finland as well, being there as well, Um, let us know by sending an email to mail at IndieTravelPodcast.com and we'll dive into the destinations in more detail. But hopefully that'll help you if you're planning a trip to that area. Well, I think that's pretty much all we have time for this week. But before we go, don't forget about our sponsor because, as you know, for you, the listeners of the Indie Travel Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you a chance to check out their service. To download your free audiobook, go to indietravelpodcast.com forward slash audible or forward slash audiobook as you prefer, and um, you get a free audiobook, which yeah. is pretty awesome. Yeah, it is nice. Uh, we've also got our new page, indietravelpodcast.com forward slash deals, which is constantly being automatically upgraded. So have a look at that and do send us your feedback to mail at indietravelpodcast.com and uh, you might be able to find something there that suits you. Well, that's us for this week. Until next week, travel well.